0: Sources, inside sources, inside sources, where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM at 1160 AM, is the United States prepared for a large scale cyber attack? The war in Ukraine has Washington nervous that businesses, local governments, and you and me wouldn't quite be ready and prepared to fend off Russian hackers. So what should we be thinking about beyond the headlines to better keep our digital lives and civil society as a whole safe? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day. Think again. Very pleased to have joining us on the program today, Tatiana Bolton. She is a policy director at the R Street Institute, studying cybersecurity and all of those kind of emerging threats. Uh, Tatiana, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Uh, So, uh, obviously, there's been uh, increasing... Uh, warnings about uh, potential cyber attacks coming uh, out of Russia and other places, of course, uh, as uh, things escalate between Russia and Ukraine and as things uh, get uh, ramped up in other parts of the world. Uh, You've been looking at this and and watching this for a long time. And uh, you wrote some things today that uh, really caught my attention in terms of Uh, We've kind of been down some warning routes before and uh, weren't real good at responding to that. How does that apply to some of these warnings that we've heard for quite some time now as it relates to cybersecurity?
1: Uh, Absolutely. So I think that the recent warnings out of the White House and the administration more generally, including the cybersecurity agency, CISA, show us that there are very significant threats from Russia uh that are that are aimed at our critical infrastructure uh that includes hospitals and the energy sector finance um but it also could affect your water they could mm-hmm. go after our chemical sector or our dams so i think we have to be on high alert
0: yeah uh, and as that high alert uh, warning goes uh, we haven't always been good at that you uh, you noted today that uh we were had some of those warnings uh, in terms of a pandemic coming for a long time and and yet we didn't really prepare for the pandemic uh, are, are we finding ourselves in the in the same spot are we hearing the warnings but not really acting and and what should we be doing what should we be acting on as it relates to these threats
1: well, let me just say that I feel like right now we're a car maybe in like second gear, if mm-hmm. anyone drives stick anymore. <laughs> um, and we really need to be in fifth gear, right? Like on the highway. <laughs> and we, we've done a lot over the course of the last two years. So I wouldn't discount all of the preparatory work that... Um, the FISA, like I said, the Cybersecurity Agency, um, all of the the intel community, the Department of Defense, like all of the sector specific agencies that protect our critical infrastructure have done, uh, and including Congress, who has passed a number of very significant pieces of legislation to um, to to create baseline standards, to require the DOD to take a look at what they have internally to make sure that they are bolstering our offensive cybersecurity capabilities. Uh, we've required cyber incident reporting uh, as recently as uh, uh, this month. So we've done a lot. So we're in the best um position we have been for a long time but again we're we're kind of stuck in like second gear we need to really get everybody on board with doing all of the right kinds of things and that's not just congress and the and the white house and the executive branch but that also means just the average everyday citizens that need to turn on two factor authentication, use encrypted um, use encrypted communications and things like that. Making sure companies uh, that ha- that are owners and operators of critical infrastructure, especially, are using the best cyber security standards. So that we can make sure that our entire
0: ecosystem is secure. Uh, I think that's so important, and uh, as one of those who was a regular uh, clutch popper and the herky jerky motion that comes out of <laughs> that, uh, I think that's <laughs> where some of us have been. I think a lot of small businesses, in particular, and individuals, like you point out, uh, we, we've maybe done a few little things here and there, a little flurries and flourishes, uh, but we really haven't gotten into fifth gear. Uh, and when you mention things like, you know, this could impact water uh i think that's where suddenly people have to stop and think well okay wait a minute this is uh this could really this could impact my daily living and and what's going on uh what are some of the other things that we should be looking at individually or what are the things that businesses in particular small businesses you know who don't have these big staffs or big budgets what are the things we should be looking at in terms of security there
1: yeah, so I think both consumers and small and medium-sized business owners can do a lot uh, in order to secure their networks. Um, one is creating secure passwords, and that seems so simple, and yet somehow is still so complicated. We are still getting hit through attacks that are brute force um, hacking just people's passwords. If your yeah. password is security one two three, I'm I'm going to tell you you're you're very much at risk of getting. You are the problem. Getting, yeah. you are the problem. You need to change that password. That also means on your routers at home, on your computer, on your laptop, especially on your bank account. For small and medium-sized businesses, I'd say that's that's extremely true. And also other things they could be doing are going to secure online cloud services instead of trying to do their own cybersecurity, right? Mm-hmm. Because those online cloud services can provide the security that you can't do it do yourself. Unless you're ready to hire a CISO who's got the uh, experience that is necessary to make sure all of your networks are secure in-house, it's much better to outsource that to a large uh corporation um and and do something like uh, uh google or microsoft uh services that provide cloud or aws um that provide cloud services uh in within your sort of traditional email um system that you don't have to go and, and be a cybersecurity expert to protect your business
0: yeah so important and uh, i think it's especially challenging uh For, again, small businesses and for people with with the technology changing at the rate uh, that it is, is there any kind of plan or system or should we be looking to something uh, to help with that ever-evolving technology uh, and making sure that we have security to match?
1: Again, that's sort of an uh, all-hands-on-deck situation, but obviously the the majority of that will rest with um, with the regulatory bodies to try and keep up with what's going on ai quantum all these other technologies that are coming online um, we're trying to do a lot to try and address uh new new technologies but it it may require looking at our policies making sure that we are uh giving smart guidance to small and medium sized businesses and also to states uh, and localities who are often most in, at risk, uh, not only because they don't have the money and the resources to, to put cybersecurity safeguards in place, but sometimes don't even have the policies or strategies uh, for cybersecurity to begin with.
0: Uh, I'm so glad you pointed out the, uh, the the localities, the the local governments, the small governments. Uh, again, that often don't have that, and they're often dealing with a lot of those pieces of the infrastructure that are that are critical for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, excellent insight. Absolutely.
1: And you see, you see, um, Baltimore getting hacked, Atlanta, mm. uh, even New York City's, uh, metro, uh, got hacked. The subway system, uh, their networks. And so, you know, you see Oldsmar Water Plant get hacked in Florida there's all kinds of these examples all over the country and many of which we probably haven't even heard about because incident reporting hasn't been required up until mm-hmm. you know a few weeks ago so um you know it's it's very critical that localities and states and leaders in those uh, areas take cybersecurity as seriously as they take physical security because they're much more likely to get hacked uh than they are to get broken into almost yeah. in in most situations and so uh, there there has been a billion dollars that was just distributed or or uh, or, uh passed by Congress for uh, state and local cybersecurity efforts. So I really hope that that will incentivize the uptake of a lot of these different ideas and policies. Uh,
0: So important, and that reporting component, that transparency is also, I I think, such a critical piece of this puzzle. Uh, Just real quickly, as we we wrap up, before we let you go, Tatiana, uh, anything else that you're watching or looking for, especially as it relates to Russia or China at the moment, uh, that uh, you're going to be kind of having your eyes on in the weeks ahead?
1: Well, obviously, with the Biden administration press statement and the statement by Ann Neuberger, the cybersecurity director in the White House, uh, about the threats from Russia and the relationship that Russia has with China, I'm very concerned about where China will come in in the cybersecurity um, uh, arena to try and support Russia's efforts in Ukraine. So, you know, I'm I'm really hoping that, you know, diplomatic efforts and deterrence efforts uh, from the United States and its allies have been successful so that we keep China out of this conflict. I think it would be extremely detrimental to, uh, to the world, really, especially the United States. Um, and Ukraine for China to jump into this conflict. And I, I, I just, um, I, I'm definitely keeping my eye on that.
0: Uh, fantastic. Tatiana Bolton is a policy director at R Street Institute, uh, focusing primarily on cybersecurity. Uh, fantastic insight, and uh, we will definitely be having you back as uh, this continues to unfold. Crucial for all of us on so many levels. Uh, Tatiana, thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks so
0: much. So important. We, we've we been t- talking for years. We need to prepare. We didn't do it for the pandemic. We weren't ready. We've been warned that we need to be ready for a cyber attack. I don't think we're ready yet. a uh, lot to be done there. Stay with us as we continue with the conversation here on KSL News Radio. A new program is aiming to cut poverty and fix the labor shortage by linking businesses with people they might not have considered before. We'll talk with the Salt Lake Chamber CEO Derek Miller about an amazing new opportunity coalition coming up next. with Boyd Matheson on KSL News Radio.
1: It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison.